Welcome to the Author Alchemist Podcast. I'm here to make your writing magic happen. I'm going to teach you how to use your superpowers to ignite, inspire, and encourage your creativity so that you can turn lead into gold. Join me, Kimba York, as I delve into the many mysteries of inspiration, motivation, and imagination. Welcome back to the podcast, folks. We are at episode 17. The title of this episode is Don't Do It the Easy Way. And that's kind of ambiguous advice because isn't that really the whole of writing? It is in my case. I mean, nothing about it is easy. It can be fun. It can go smoothly. Uh, There are times when I get in the zone and I'm just writing. You know how that is. Like you're just there and it's happening and it's fantastic. But then the real world comes back in and you have to do editing and you have to reread. And so, yeah, there's always work. There's never the easy way. But of course, as you might expect, I'm talking about something very specific here. And that is allowing your characters to change as you write them. I know for the outliners, the planners, this is probably a terrifying statement. And to be honest, I think that outliners uh, tend to not feel the compulsion to engage with this particular aspect of writing But that's not to say they never do. If you go on to Twitter or even Instagram or anywhere, Facebook groups, authors are hanging out at, they'll talk about their characters as real live living creatures who are just damned and determined to screw everything up. If you haven't experienced that yet, then boy, howdy are you in for some fun times. It's tempting in that situation, and trust me, I know from personal experience, to stop and try to take control back and not let the character change because you have an idea of how things were supposed to go, damn it, and that character just needs to get in line. Well, sure, that's one way to go about it, but there are other ways. And I'm gonna use an example here of a character where I think his development over the course of the television show is a great cautionary tale. This was inspired by a Tumblr post. I will, of course, include the link to that in the show notes. But to recap, it is about the character Peter Hale in the television show Teen Wolf. I am not much of a fan of the show. I've barely seen... A few episodes of it to be honest but I have read a lot of the fan fiction there's some great authors doing work in that fandom and it's just fabulous the tumblr post brings up the fact that while the character is a fantastic antagonist mostly because of the actor who plays him Ian Bowen He got some good lines. The writers were pretty good overall. Sometimes great, sometimes not so great, but uh, the character got some some good zingers in there and had some interesting developments. 
but they've kept him firmly in the villain-esque role that he was originally designed to be. Given that the show had six seasons and is now off the air, um, possibly going into a reboot, but who knows what that's going to happen. I mean, I don't really keep up with it too much, as you can tell, but I do love the character of Peter Hale because of the complexity of his role. I'm not going to bore you with a recap of what his character went through or why he's so central to the show, but I will say that he started out as a pretty bog standard villain. He was the bad guy. He was the uncle of the uh, secondary character, but co-star Derek Hale, played by Tyler Hoechlin. And Peter Hale was the instigator of all the things that eventually transpired over the course of years in the series. And I believe it's apocryphal. I have no proof of this, but I've heard it spoken of in fandom circles on Tumblr and such forth, that Ian Bohan, the actor who plays him, actually argued for a redemption arc for the character and was rebuffed. Which gets us back to the point of this podcast. The writers made a mistake in not giving that character a redemption arc. He's very popular with viewers and he had a really interesting backstory and a really interesting potential to be a very complex character that could play off the other characters and make plot lines go in unexpected ways. But he was designed as the villain of the set piece and they let him move off of that place on the board only enough to forward other character arcs and plot developments in the show but not in any substantial way he continued to remain the villain and that was that they took the easy way out and to be honest that's valid Peter Hale continued to be villain throughout the course of the series until, I think, the final episode or the final few episodes where he kind of became not a good guy, but an ally. And I didn't keep up with it, clearly. But point being, he was kind of thrown around as a necessary element to moving plots forward and was generally just portrayed as the untrustworthy bad guy when he wasn't the outright villain. Which is the allure of sticking to the plan, isn't it? It's easy. Uh, You are sticking to perhaps genre expectations, market standards, reader preferences. Those are all valid reasons. I'm not saying that because you do that, the story is not any good. But the trade-off is that sometimes you are letting go of an opportunity by not allowing your character to become more complex than you originally imagined them. You are restricting your own chance to make the story into something more layered uh, and more complex, more interesting. Again, maybe that's not your goal. 
after all, we're genre writers, and so we do have certain expectations in our genres, especially for those of us who are trying to sell our work. We hew mostly to market expectations because we want readers to buy our work. Admittedly, in fan fiction, this wasn't as big a concern for me, and it's one reason why I recommend fan fiction as a great tool in a writer's arsenal, as you can go and explore some of those elements that might not work out so well in your original fiction, especially if you're trying to sell it to market. If you let the characters change, the advantages that you've got, possibly a more interesting story, usually definitely more complex story. But the other drawback on that side of the coin is that the plot lines you carefully mapped out or the ending of the story that you originally imagined you were writing towards uh, all get changed. I can almost guarantee you that allowing your characters to change organically as you're working your way through a story at any point is going to change the word count and usually make it longer. It's dangerous to just let go and let your characters take over a story. I'm not going to say it's the right solution in every case, but I do encourage you to explore that idea when it comes to you. Don't just dismiss it out of hand because, oh, that's not how you plan for that character to go. I want you to sit with it. I want you to think about it. I want you to really figure out if letting that character change organically to go in a different direction in the story than what you originally tended would be valuable or would it be detrimental? Either choice is valid. What I think is not valid is refusing to humor any idea of change that comes up for you as you're writing. For me as a pantser, it seems that it would probably be easier for me to deal with characters shifting gears and moving from one role in a story to another role or expanding their role or getting a redemption arc like we're talking about with Peter Hale and Teen Wolf. And the answer is it's not easier. I'm sorry to be the bearer of bad news if you're a pantser yourself, but these types of switches and swaybacks along the trail can really make things more difficult as you develop the plot as you go along. Might solve some problems though. Uh, it just depends on the story that you're writing and the character that's decided to speak up for itself. As an example of this, going back to Peter Hale and Teen Wolf, the first season pretty much nailed him as the villain. There's really no way they could have started a redemption arc at that point for the character. Uh, he ends up dead. Don't worry, he comes back. I'm sorry if that's a spoiler for you, but, uh, but he does return and into the second and the third seasons, he kind of seesaws back and forth between being an ally and being a part of the wolf pack, 
for the teen wolves and um, being a villain. What would have really changed if in the second season they had worked on a serious redemption arc for him? Well, to be perfectly honest, it would have made some later seasons more difficult to write. It would have pushed the character into a more prominent role on the series. Personally, I would have loved to have seen that, but I am a woman of a certain age, and some of my favorite characters, in fact, the majority of my favorite characters in Teen Wolf, are what I call the senior squad, which is really the parents of the teenagers, or supposed teenagers, who were the stars of the show. It's a show about teenage werewolves that was aimed towards a teenage audience, and so all the middle-aged, older characters were just side characters and supporting characters and not really meant to be a function other than as supporting the teenagers in their dramas. So okay, if you want to keep the teenagers the core of the show, which of course the producers wanted to do that, that was the whole point of the show, then a redemption arc for Peter Hale didn't just, didn't make sense, does it? I mean, why would you do that? Why would you center something on this character that is not supposedly appealing to your demographics and doesn't have a lot to do with the stars, the central characters of the show. So those are the types of decisions that have to be made at that point. I give Ian Bowen props for arguing for a redemption arc for Peter Hale, much as I give you props for stepping back and giving thought to how some of your characters might be changing for elements of in ways that you did not expect, whether it's villains becoming allies or even heroes, or if it's heroes showing a dark side that you didn't think that they had, lots of ways that could go. Again, fascinating stuff does fundamentally change the course of the story though. The core of what I'm getting at here is don't be scared to write. Don't be scared to explore plot ideas that come to you later down the line. Don't be scared to let your characters speak for themselves. Because here's the thing about writing. It's not a performance art. It's not something you do and then it's done and can never be changed. You can always go back and cut out scenes that you've decided don't serve the purpose of the story in the way that you wanted to and get back to what you originally intended. It's easy to do. And if you're writing, if you're writing regularly, then losing a few hundred words or even a few thousand words, it's not going to be terrifying because you know you have an inner wellspring of creativity that you can draw on at any time to pull the story back into a shape that you want it to be, or also to follow the story as it runs away from you over the hill and you're chasing after it, typing all the words madly in order to catch up. 
the creativity is always there. A few hundred or a few thousand words, either way, it's not going to make a difference. What makes a difference is the passion and the heart and the inspiration you put into the story that you're telling. So don't be scared of these derailments. Explore them, come to know them. There may even be times when you find that the direction you start to go may not work for that story, but it might work for another. It might give you an idea for a completely different story altogether. And you won't know it if you're always running away in fear from anything you haven't already mapped out and decided. Stay open to the inspiration that comes to you while you're writing. I guess is really the primary lesson here. So the alchemical lesson for this one is lean into and trust your character's development, whether at the outlining stage or as you write. Your creativity is there to help you trust it. Well, that's it for this episode. I hope it gave you some ideas to work with and to explore as you write your stories. Don't forget you can sign up for my free Bulletproof Writer email course at my website. I invite you to participate in that exploration of the writer's life. And I hope it helps you. So please sign up for that. It's free. Remember, free. And if you get a chance, if you're on iTunes, rate this show. Every little bit helps. And I appreciate any support you can give to the show as I'm still working to get it out there into the big wide world. So you know the drill. Have a great productive week full of inspiration, motivation, and creativity. Talk to y'all later. Thank you for listening to the Author Alchemist podcast. I'm Kim Boo York, and I hope this episode has helped to clear away the cobwebs from your inspiration and given you the power to write the stories you want to read. For more podcasts and other tools, please visit my website at www.authoralchemist.com or email me at kimbu at authoralchemist.com. I'd love to read your questions and feedback. Now, it's time for us to get some writing done. Talk to y'all soon.